Welcome to Disruption Blueprint with Shannon Spotswood from RFG Advisory. In this podcast, we help advisors grow their net worth, build their businesses, and maximize their independence. We've built an award-winning platform with innovative technology, comprehensive service, and a team of individuals who are experts in their field to serve advisors. Join us for this journey where we explore everything that has to do with running an independent advisor practice as we bring together successful advisors, industry experts, and innovative minds who are on the bleeding edge to challenge the status quo, foster new ideas, and create a path for advisors to unleash their growth potential. Now, on to the show. Eric, welcome to Disruption Blueprint in beautiful Florida, the advisor retreat. It's been awesome. It's been awesome. I can't... Dallas. Everybody thinks Dallas is always the hottest place around on Earth, but this is this has been uh, this has been a nice change, and uh, it's been really nice. Well, I uh, I mean we've got pretty much perfect weather, eighty five degrees, little like breeze in the air, a little <laughs> tropical breeze in the air. What do you think of the conference so far? It has been great. It's a chance to finally. It's the first one I've been to. I first know. retreat, so um, first chance to get to, to meet people live and face to face, and uh, after it being Zoom and phone calls and. Everything else that uh, they actually get to put, uh, uh, be able to see, look people in the eye, have conversations, meet new people, learn new stuff. It's been a, it's been an awesome experience so far. So much of it is about building community. I mean, that's you know we're we're really intentional in the schedule. We have morning education and a big break for Cabana time, evening, uh, you know, evening keynotes and programming and fun. So I'm so glad you were finally able to make it. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. So you, um, you are in a very enviable position because as you started your firm, you were very clear on wanting to have a niche to focus on. And so many advisors, I think, yearn for that, want that, don't know how to get there. Um, your niche is really, your niche is really serving clients five years pre-retirement. Tell us about that. Why did you think that was a great segment? And and how are you able to provide impact so close to retirement? I think that I'm a big believer that you, you just can't know everything. So when it comes to retirement income planning specifically, once you're, I kind of call that your retirement red zone. So once you're less than five years, the decisions that you're making, they're just completely different than the decisions you made for the last 30 years of your career. So you start thinking about all the decisions you have to make around, when should I start Social Security? How much can I take from my portfolio? Which accounts should I be taking from first? In my opinion, as a financial advisor, it's very difficult to specialize in an area like that and also be a specialist in the 45-year-old who's trying to save for college. Right. So it's, it's just, and it's really what I'm passionate about. I always, I, when I'm talking to clients, I always compare retirement planning, that last phase of retirement planning, it's like a puzzle. Yeah. So you start thinking about all these different pieces. I've got to start Social Security here. I've got a 401k that's sitting over there, an IRA that's over there. Healthcare. How do we start? Help Medicare. Healthcare decisions are huge. So as you start, how do I start putting all these different pieces of this puzzle together? So I've got a picture. I've got a picture of what retirement really is going to look like and what I'm going to be able to do. Well, how much can I spend? Where am I going to go? And that's that's a big piece too of it. But I just think it's it's really hard for an advisor to do be all things to everybody. So I think the retirement income piece, putting those pieces together in those last five years, it's what I'm passionate about. And I just think you have to be, uh, you'd really have to just focus on that area. Did you know when you started your firm that that was going to be your area of focus? Really not. It's probably something that I, that's evolved over the last 
call it the last five years, and I should be even more specific. It's kind of probably maybe the way I talk and how I deal with people. A lot of those people that we've actually brought on as new clients are actually women who have gone through divorce or been mm-hmm. widowed in that same five-year time period. And now you get to that period where, you know, you, just, you don't get do-overs. Right. <laughs> so there is no mulligan. Biggest yeah, yeah. So especially if you've gone through some type of significant life event where, you know, it is, you are kind of where you are. And now it's a matter of making the right decisions, making good decisions about your financial situation. And I've seen it's just kind of evolved in my, as far as my, my activity leaning towards that. It's really evolved over the last five years where, again, I've really, I would say we specialize in that area. So one of the big benefits of having a specialization, a niche, is that you're able to just like concentrate. Not only are you an expert, but you're able to concentrate your time. How do you think that that has translated into growth in your practice? Every piece of marketing, whether it's blog posts, uh, webinars, everything that I've Social done, media, you're big social in social media. media. Everything that I've done, especially as we, as we made the transition, that's one of been, I guess, think one of the, the biggest things for me, having made our transition to independence with RFG, is really being able to dial down what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. And so it's been able to, we've been able to say, okay, here are the things, the activities, here are the people we're trying to connect with. What are the best activities to do that? So things like webinars on social security planning for women, right? where it's very targeted to that people. It also gives me the ability to say, I'm I'm not going to be able to help everybody. There's just people that may not necessarily, they probably don't need to pay me a fee. They just need to help. They need to need some guidance on, should I start social security now or should I wait till I'm full retirement age or age 70 or whatever it is. So it's also kind of giving me that opportunity to help people that, that may not otherwise get help. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's really where it's it's been able to help us niche to really focus on where we want to help people. Who who can we best help? Yeah, makes a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, and and the fact that as you started Blake Wealth Management, you're like, this is going to be our focus. I feel like it's really the reason why you've been as successful as you have been. Is like everything's going in one direction. Yeah, I mean, it, it again, it, it's hard to it spread yourself. You get spread yeah. too thin. Yep. So if you can really dial it down, say here's who I can help. Say yes. Say no. <laughs> That's a big thing. I, I'm a I've I'm drawing a blank on the book. Uh, you probably know who it is. The, uh, um, who is it? They basically just, if you can't say it, it's not a hell yes, it's a no. <laughs> right. Oh, absolutely. There is no ambivalence. Right. Is, so when you started your firm, like, which I will say like right into the teeth of like early days, COVID pandemic, like it was still a big thing. Uh, it gave you the opportunity to really partner with your wife and yes. she's a co-founder of the firm. She was a school teacher. So, you know, things changed pretty dramatically in the classroom and she was right. looking to do something different. So how, how has that been working with your wife? It's been awesome. So she, she's not licensed, but she, she enjoyed, there's a lot of things that I don't necessarily enjoy doing that she loves doing. So it's been the chance for us to, I mean, we, we spend pretty much at, at actually 24 seven, that's literally 24 right. seven in this case. But I think um, for her, it's one of those things that having been married to a teacher for as long as I have, people always think that teachers have such a, an easy life. You get summers off and you get holidays. And she even says this herself, you know, for the last 25 years, she wasn't always there. Now she has a chance to be there. So when we're communicating, it's, it's, it's legit real communication. It's, She's not worried about teaching. She's not worried about grading papers and lesson plans. And it's just the, it, 
teaching is teaching takes years off of your life. I can't imagine yeah. that it doesn't. And I think this has been an opportunity for her to do something different. She actually, uh, she actually still does crossing guard for the elementary school that's right <laughs> up the street from us. So she still gets her child fixed. She tells them dad jokes as they're crossing the street and they love her. They're, she's got parents asking, how does, why, how did my, why does my son talk to you so easily? Right. And it's just the way she is. So she yeah. loves, she still loves kids. She still gets the chance to interact with kids doing the crossing guard thing. But it's, it, it's been, it's been a life-changing event. I mean, she had, you know, she had some health issues that she was dealing with yeah. that just made it better for us, safer for us for not go to, to go back into the classroom. But it's been, it's been an amazing experience. I and she knew really, I mean, obviously she was married to you, so she knew something about the industry, but she knew nothing about the industry. She had not a clue. Not a clue. Like, okay, let's start with like, here is a piece of paper and we're going to open this account. Right. But and, she knows people. That's, right. that's the biggest thing. Exactly. She, the clients love her. I have to remind her we can't spend 30 minutes on the call, phone call with every single client. We got it somewhere in there. We got to cut it off. Yeah. <laughs> so it's where it's, it's going beyond the business aspect. It's great to build relationships. But when I go to lunch and you come, I come back and you're still on the phone with the same client, <laughs> we got to, you know, pull the reins back a little bit sometimes. But, you know, the clients love her uh, relationships. I mean, the relationships have not, done nothing but got better. Yeah. The clients that I had when I brought, when I came over, as the relationships are even better with her on board. Because she, she's, she's great at communicating and talking. And and, and just what I also love about it is one of the themes of our retreat is about how to really show up fully present mm -hmm. in, for yourself, for your clients, for your family, for your practice. And what this has allowed you to do. I mean, you mentioned it like you're really you're now really communicating mm -hmm. like this is to me the definition of independence. Like you are building a business that is reflective of your values, that is reflective of how you want to spend your time. And for the two of you, like she had this 20 plus year long career somewhere else and then to be able to build something together. It's I mean, it's really special. Yeah. Well, and I, and I tell her that all the time is it. I'm the one that sits down with the clients. I do a lot of the, I do the financial plans. I do a lot of that stuff, but I want her to feel like it is a 50, 50 partnership. Cause there's th again, there's things I just, I shouldn't be doing. Number one, right. things I don't necessarily get as much enjoyment out of. Like I said, I like to put together the puzzles. I like to help the clients put together the puzzles make decisions on social security. That's what I should be doing, but it allows her to utilize her strengths. Again, the relationship building, the communication, uh, making sure that thing, the processes are in place. She records videos on everything, every right. process we have. She's got a video for it. So I can say, hey, and, and I need to keep my hands off, off of it. I try. It's hard for me to do sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, I say, hey, I do, do you have something for this? Yep, I've got a video. Let me pull it up. Uh, even something we did when we first came on board a year ago, 18 months ago. Uh, let me pull that video up and I'll, I'll take care of it. <laughs> That's so awesome. That's so awesome. All right. One of, um, you know, you're really in dialed in. I think part of it is because of your niche, as you said, into marketing and social media and, and, and all the rest of it. And you have something that you post weekly on LinkedIn that I love that is because I'm a quotes girl. I'm like, give me a good quote. It's like my love language um, that you call Wisdom Wednesday tongue twister wisdom Wednesday how do you select the quotes to share and what are two of your favorites uh it's one of those things that you just kind of scroll through so I've actually come up with some different resources some different websites that I look at but there's always one that for whatever reason just jumps out and that's the one yep so my my mother always brags about how good I am at picking out birthday cards for her it's the same thing every year no matter what I do she doesn't care if I get her a gift she doesn't none of that as long as I get her a birthday card she's good yeah. It's the same. I use the same 
thing. So I'm just reading through something just jumps out. That's it. That's the one. And the two that I would say that, and I kind of, these are ones I actually kind of try to live my life by and it ties to our profession. But uh, Maya Angelou, who's one of my favorite and I'm not the only one, but her quote about at the end of the day, it's not what you say or what you do. It's how you made people feel. Yeah. That's a huge one. So yeah. I, again, one of those that I live by. The other one is Zig Ziglar. You can have everything you want in life if you just help other people get what they want. Yeah. So those are the two. Yeah. And so it's, it goes beyond, it just, actually goes more beyond just the Wisdom Wednesday concept. Because there's a lot of quotes out there. There's a lot of great quotes. Again, I just picked the one that jumps out. But those are two that I say, those two I try to live by. Those are like woven into your yes. why, yes. your purpose of your practice, yeah. your firm. Absolutely. And, there, and again, uh, wisdom, it's just something that, again, it's more, I say it's more for my benefit. I hope people appreciate the quotes that I put out there, but it's just something that spoke to me in the moment, whatever, for whatever reason, whatever I was going through in the, at that time. Uh, cause I try to, you know, time blocking is big. So I try to knock those out once a month. I'll just sit down and just say, what's, what's speaking to me today? And I, Okay, so go go a little bit more on that, because this is something I think advisors are really struggling with, especially as it relates to marketing, is it's like, how do you how do you even come up with a marketing plan, a calendar? How do you start putting yourself out there on social media? So you're actually time blocking to really be thoughtful around what you're doing from a marketing perspective. Tell us what you're doing. I think I think it ties to everything. So we're actually we know Stephanie Bogan is going to be here tomorrow, right? So I actually have been using the surge concept uh, for the last, right, actually I started right before the pandemic. Okay. So we do exactly that. So we see every single client in the month of May. We're about to get very busy, of course. And then again in October, November. So that gives me, so if I've got five weeks of dedicated client meeting time, we get everybody in, we do our tax planning, we do all of our conversations. That gives me the rest of the year to focus on what else, what should I be doing to grow the business? What can I do? Step back, where are we at? What should we be doing? What should we be tweaking or changing? But the marketing aspect is one of those that it gives me time to focus on that. So I've already done all four Wisdom Wednesdays are already done. Yeah. And this being Women's History Month, the month of March, they're all women. Right. got my hashtags, IWD 2023, hashtag Women's History Month. Got all that stuff in there. so it's, it's one of those things that if you use your time appropriately, you can knock those out relatively quickly. And so that's basically what I did last week. I sat down and I looked at the next five weeks. It was easy because it's Women History Month. I just find five great quotes from yep. five great women yep. and plug those in, get copy, copy and paste my hashtags, yeah. and I'm good to go. So, yeah, I think, that, I think learning how to, again, block your time, and the meeting process definitely helps with that because, again, it gives us, you know, basically four months, four-month blocks where we can look at marketing or systems or processes or whatever else we need to be doing. But also then in preparation for those meetings, what are we going to be talking about? All these different things that advisors have to do. It just helps us be more effective with our time. I've been, I'm, I didn't know that about Stephanie. I'm so glad to hear it because I've been preaching this and the line I've been using, which is why do advisors treat their time like they're a dentist? Like you've always cleaned my teeth in uh, April. So I guess I'll see you again next April to clean my teeth. Like why not? 
take more control over your time, your most valuable resource, and be more intentional about your scheduling so that you don't have... There's so much coming at an advisor all the time, and there's a tremendous amount of switching costs that is a result of, okay, it's Tuesday, I've got a client review, and then I might have another one on Thursday, and then next week I have four, right. and then the following week I have zero, and I've got to constantly be thinking about what are my stories I'm telling, where am I, you know, where are we in the market, like what is going to be thematically important to discuss, where, so I love you adopted that two years ago, you said? Three years ago. Three so years the, ago. So the spring. How has it changed right your life? Right before COVID is when we started. It, again, it just gives you time. So if, if you're familiar with the E-Myth, there's the concept of, you know, you've got to be, at some point you got to step back and you got to be the owner. The only yeah. way to do that is to take the time to stay what's working, what's not working, where do I need to tweak things? But if you're always doing in the it, work. In the you're business. always doing the work, you're missing things. Right. And so that's where, that's where it's been most valuable for me to, again, just be able to step back, have some time to truly step back, not feel like it's rushed, to be able to step back, what's working, what's not working, where do we want to tweak things. But I think the, I think the meeting process, one of the great things for us is how valuable it is for them. Because, again, we're making sure that, for example, in our May meetings, it's our first round reviewing tax returns and doing tax projections so that we say, what's our game plan for the rest of the year? And then the October, November gives us the time to implement. Yep. So we say, okay, we need to we look at Roth conversions. We got to make sure we do it before everybody gets tied up with holidays and Christmas and Thanksgiving, all this. Once you get past, you know, Halloween, everything just accelerates. Right. So if you're waiting till the end of the year, till December to get RMDs taken care of or to get Roth conversions taken care of, somebody's probably, the chances of somebody at least getting, getting overlooked is a lot higher. Yeah. So if we start this process earlier, again, May is the perfect time because everybody's just gotten their tax return done. It's still kind of on their minds. So let's proactively look and say, well, 2022 is done. You got your tax return done. Where we can add value as the advisor is now let's be proactive. What do we need to be thinking about for 2023? Secure Act 2.0 changes a lot. Right. So how are we going to help clients navigate that? What decisions do they need to be making that are going to impact the rest of their life? Yeah. I mean, because the things we're doing in 2023, I talk a lot about lifetime tax liability. We need to reduce your lifetime tax liability, not just 2023. And then next year, we're looking at 2024. 2023 is important, but it's what's the impact going to be over the next five years or 10 years or 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I love that helps that. a lot. That um, Zig Ziglar quote really sets up nicely, you know, for what I wanted to ask you about, which is your charitable work. You do a ton as a firm, not only with, you know, your time, you're involved in a lot of charities, but you're constantly looking for opportunities to put together events that have a charitable aspect. Yeah. How have you like woven that into really the DNA of your practice? I think it, it's kind of the same concept. Again, the only way we have time to do those things is to use time blocking. Right. So again, if you're not, if you don't step back and take time to look at what I'm, where am I spending my time, then, it, then again, things just get missed. But I think it's also, it's one of the, Don and I have always, it's always been something we wanted to figure out how we can give back. We're in McKinney now. We moved to McKinney about five years. And we said, once we've kind of set roots in McKinney now, we want to be more than just, we don't want to just live in McKinney. We want to be part of the community. And where we live, it's a historical district. There's a lot of people, a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of charitable activity that goes on. And we wanted to be a part of that. We wanted to, again, people not just recognize us for, well, Blake Wealth Management, 
but these are people that touch people's lives that are involved in the community. It's not just, they're not just out there because they're trying to sell. And and, then that happened. When we first started this, you get that feedback of people think you're only involved because you're trying to sell that you're trying to get them to hire you as their financial advisor. But if you do it long enough, people really, they'll see who the true person is that you're there to really impact the community and make a difference. And with some of the events, we've incorporated that into some of the events that we've done because again, it's just, it's kind of who we are. We want to be able to help people in our profession. We're in an unbelievable profession to help people, but we get a lot out of it as well. But if we're not giving back, then we're probably missing something. And that's always been something that we've really, it's been, it's been really important to us. You, um, you mentioned earlier that, you know, your niche focusing on the five years pre-retirement has led you to working with a lot of women who've gone through, um, you know, death or divorce or circumstances where you've been able to, to come in and become their advisor. And so you've really designed one of your marquee events of the year is around International Women's Day. I'm super bummed. I will be there next year. (laughs) Um, thank you for asking me, but tell us about that because I think that's a great event that other advisors could adopt? It's one of those, again, it, it ties very much into when we made our transition. Before the transition, it wasn't really something that, you know, from a financial perspective, it's, you know, it's not inexpensive to do an event like that. So part of our transition with RFG is, is it given us the time and flexibility to do an event like that. I always wanted to do it. So and there's the Galentine's idea, things like that. But I never really heard of anybody doing specifically International Women's Day. And part of it is because it always falls on the same day, March 8th. It's always International Women's Day. And we wanted to do something different, something that would stand out. But then we, again, more than a prospecting, there's no prospecting really to it. People will know who who we are and what we do. And that'll just be part of it. But we wanted to, again, back to the idea of giving back. So how can we, how can we create an event that women feel special? How can we give them the opportunity to jo- to talk, to share, to uh, but also incorporating uh, women-owned businesses? Yeah. So we've got a number of women uh, women-owned business our business owners coming in to be a part of the events. We've got women artists who are going to be displaying their art. Some that are again most for the most part in the McKinney area. We've got uh, a charitable organization that their sole focus is they make candles that can be sold and they use the proceeds to help women who have been incarcerated who are on the other side of that and now try just trying to get back on their feet. So we've invited them to come sell their candles. We'll be making some donations to different women's charities yeah. as part of that. So we just all bring it together. And it's really, it, the big reason why we did it is because that's, that's who I am. So I tell people all the time, I would not be the man that I am today without the women in my life. So I was raised by a single mother she was divorced before I was a year old. I never even knew my father, my biological father ever. Never had a conversation, never saw him, never saw him in a memorable situation, actually, because yeah. I was less than one. Um, my grandfather, who was my father figure, passed away when my grandmother was 62. Yeah. So when I talk about helping women who have gone through divorce right. or gone or have been widowed, that's just who it's I your am. Life. That's where I came from. I right. wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for those women. Yeah. And my wife is included in that. My daughter's included. I tell her all yeah. the time. She, my daughter makes me want to be a better man. Yeah. And she's an amazing young lady. Um, she's about hope, potentially starting her own family very soon. So we'll see how that, I'm not quite ready for that yet, I don't think. But, Grandkids. But, <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. We'll see. How, I'm not sure I'm quite ready. But, uh, but those, those four women, 
in addition to all the other women that, that we that I've come across, but those four specifically, my mother, my grandmother, my wife, and my daughter, they mean everything. Yeah. And they, again, I wouldn't be who I am today without them. That's beautiful. Eric, thank you for joining us. It's great to have you. Thank you so much. Let's only podcast in Florida at the beach. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Let's do it. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Disruption Blueprint podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.rfgadvisory.com or schedule a call on our advisor resources page. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific training strategy. Information here may be provided in part by third-party sources. These sources are generally deemed to be reliable. However, neither our guest nor RFG advisory guarantee the accuracy of third-party sources. The views expressed here are those of our guest. They do not necessarily represent those of RFG advisory, its employees, or its clients. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RFG advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, LLC, RFG Advisory or RFG, a registered investment advisor. Private client services and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place. RFG Advisory is an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of RFG by the Commission, nor does it indicate that RFG or any associated investment advisory representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability.